I was there. I don't have to listen to it. This week's show because it was a disaster. When you live in a beach resort, it's easy to forget whether you are playing or working. On each week's show, we settle in with a cocktail and try to figure out if there is a difference. This is Day Drinking on Delmarva. And I am Todd from GoodCleanFunLife.com. I am Tony Russo, no relation, and you're listening to Day Drinking on Delmarva a podcast about life and culture on the Delmarva Peninsula. If you happen to be joining us live, I'll announce the new iPhone at the end of the show. <laughs> also taking bets yes, for I'm, the I'm upcoming wearing, NFL season. I'm fresh from the shower, so if you were with me, I wouldn't stink. But I'm wearing a black T-shirt, which is uncharacteristic, and I look like a bookie, but black <laughs> T-shirts always make me... Cause, oh, I'm sorry, because my hair is wet and therefore it looks incredibly greasy. Right. Um, and... I just always associate, you know, black T-shirts with uh, with the iPhone guy. Yeah. His name escapes me. Which also, I always wear black T-shirts. And if you are watching this, uh, you might think it's a podcast about conspiracy theories, which often it is. <laughs> and sometimes and sometimes it, it actually is. <laughs> so much to get to this week. I have a new writing assignment I want to talk about. And I almost watched a movie that I hate. Um, and Todd was out filming, filming a friend and had all sorts of adventures that way. But before we get to that, uh, let's get to the show social stuff. You can find me socially at by Tony Russo, B-Y-T-O-N-Y-R-U-S-S-O, um, pretty much everywhere, Twitter, Instagram, um, medium, um, where I've been publishing like a madman. I've just pu- published another, uh, another review up there. If you, if you want to read about a book that won't be out for six months, that is, uh, I, I choose, I choose books that I'm interested in and sometimes they don't come out for a while, but as soon as you choose the book, you have to review it. So that's the other story. And, uh, Todd, where can they find you and where can they find us? Uh, they can find us on Instagram. We have an Instagram handle, which is at day drinking on Delmarva. And you can find me at goodcleanfunlife.com. Uh, and all its associated socials, Facebook a little bit, mostly YouTube. And, uh, but biggest is probably Instagram. Uh, you know, that's, it's, I feel like things are waning, but you can also find me personally at Todd DeHart. And I changed your name on the, on the screen so that. If oh, how people, exciting. Yeah. Yeah. People taking notes <laughs> for people, the folks at the FBI. Notes, yes. Um, each week we're sponsored by the drinks we are drinking. We choose the drinks, but if you wanted to choose the drinks for us, you could pay us. If you don't want to pay us but still want to be a sponsor, you can send us an email. Um, you can send it to all the places we just mentioned, but if you're just wondering now, you can send it to me at bytonyrusso at gmail.com, or you can send it to Todd at GC, uh, goodcleanfunlife.com. At, at goodfleet cleanfunlife.com uh click the co- contact button mm. um this week i am sponsored by uh, amsterdam dry gin Ooh. um it's american gin and so it's still a little sweeter than like like a london super dry gin um but i don't know if there is a gin that it is that is as good for the asking price um the 1.75 liter is i think like 20 bucks or something it's it's insane yeah Maybe 30, but it's inexpensive is the point. And today I am sponsored by, uh, I'm, I'm actually on transition. 
I, I opened a beer to run the dogs so they wouldn't be barking in the in the background. I'm sorry, not a beer, but I'm having a spiked kombucha by June Shine. It's really interesting, but I have found that, uh, and my wife thinks I'm crazy, uh, I can only drink one of these because it it affects my my gut, <laughs> which which kombucha is supposed to do, right? Right. So I guess um, I can get a little bit out of it because the refrigerator is about dry on this end, but I'm transitioning out of that into bourbon. <laughs> it's like a plan. So, we were, uh, when I visited my daughter in the Pacific Northwest, like there's like a kombucha store every 15 feet or something. Yeah. And the people who make it professionally make it so much better. It's very much like homebrew used to be like, yeah, here's yeah. my homebrew. Oh, that's almost tastes like beer. And then you have kombucha and it's from a professional and it's like, Oh wow, this is really, really tasty. Um, I think, I don't think that I'm lying. If I were to say I have only had alcoholic kombucha, I've never had regular kombucha. Well, <laughs> let me put my brewer hat back on. There's no such thing as non-alcoholic kombucha there you because go. it's, it's brewed the same way beer is brewed. It, it all has, uh, I mean, they can, jack it up if they'd like but but in order to ferment it it's going to get a percent of or two of alcohol um i mean it's as alcoholic as cough medicine less probably less alcoholic than cough medicine but there is a little alcohol in there um perfect and so yeah you've all so there's no non-alcoholic kombucha unless there's a process by which they you know well i feel much better about uh, that statement then yeah <laughs> So this week, uh, each week we talk about one cool thing that happened to us because we lived here or that actually happened here. Um, this week is a bit of both. Um, I'm going to start real quick because there are several things I want to knock out and I can always come back. But the first thing is I don't know if I can communicate as a journalist how little I pay attention to the, you know, to the news um, but I'm writing a book, uh, a war memoir with, with a gentleman who lives in uh, Louisiana. He lives right on the Gulf Coast. And I texted him on Sunday saying, hey, you know, you're going to be available tomorrow morning to talk. Oh, and, and he's like, well, yeah, you know, this hurricane comes in. Uh, but, you know, if there's power, then I'd be happy to talk. And I'm like, all right, haha. And then I got up Monday. I'm like, oh, this, he wasn't kidding. There's an actual hurricane going on. Yeah. So I found out about it by personally asking someone in Louisiana <laughs> what they were doing Monday. And then I didn't believe them. So that's how. That's and you how had no reason not to believe them. Plug. Oh, yeah. No, I just, you know, I just thought there was like a bad storm coming or something. I, I didn't know it was, it was another uh, disaster waiting to happen. Um, but. As as part of the whole news thing that I just mentioned, my first story came out in the Delaware Independent. The Delaware Independent is a Substack uh, subscription-based uh, local journalism project. Um, subscription-based in that you can sign up for the email list for free. Um, but if you want to pay, you can. And eventually, once we he once the publisher gets a bunch of subscribers then maybe some stories will be behind a paywall and some stories will be in front of the paywall uh, but i'm really excited about the entire project this idea of you know 
just writing interesting stories about what's going on here. You know, I'm only going to, I mean, this isn't, uh, you know, uh, eventually I get to move to the Caribbean kind of paying job, <laughs> but I only have to write stories that I think people are interested in. Um, and he only writes stories he thinks people are interested in, as opposed to having to produce seven stories a week or 10 stories a week in order to justify my job. Um, that makes it so much more fun. Um, it makes me feel so much more creative. You know, there are always these features when you're working in a newspaper, especially that are just so hard to write because they're timely. Um, and also you've got so much else to do and being able to treat it almost more like a magazine. Like mm -hmm. these aren't this, like my story is maybe 2000 words. So it might take you eight minutes uh, still fewer than 10 minutes to read, but certainly, you know, you're not going to get, you're not going to get it all in the first paragraph. Right. And that's what, you know, this is for people who want to read when I was in the newspaper business proper, you know, and people would say, well, this is too involved. I'd say, you know, the only people that are literally picking up and reading a newspaper are people who like to read, <laughs> Yeah, you know, right. if, if they just want to get the gist, then they had it on Facebook before I even went out to right. do the story. Right. And they so, already knew there was a hurricane coming. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and and so this is uh, this is, I hope, going to be as satisfying as I plan it to be. Uh, the story that I wrote was about uh, Laurel, Delaware, is getting a housing development. Sexy, I know. Mm, very um, cool. And it did as well on um, Facebook as anything I've ever posted. Uh, people people were informed and they were excited uh, not, not, they don't want the development, but they were excited that someone yeah. took the time to take the whole story apart. And, you know, a bunch of new people signed up for the, for the mailing list. And it was, it was really satisfying. And it just, it makes you, makes me want to do a better job less often, you know, yeah. rather than trying to like strike while the iron is hot and fire out 10 more stories about this subdivision. Yeah. You know, just wait and, find something that's good and worth telling and then go ahead and tell it. Um, you know, it, I'm going to interrupt you. Please. No, somebody because, better. <laughs> because I feel like we've talked before and, and this is kind of a transition into what we talked a little bit before the show started. Um, you know, like doing something uh, that is creative and feeling and feeling good about it is, uh, so much more rewarding than just uh, slogging away at what you feel, um, you know, you need to, you need to be doing. So I think it's, uh, yeah, I mean, what you do is uh, an expression and conveying communication. And what I do with making videos is similarly so. And uh, like when you're, when you're doing it and you're doing it, uh, well, it's very satisfying. And that's an important thing to, uh, uh, to have when, I don't know, when, when you're broke, <laughs> when you're broke, or it seems like the world's going to, to shit or, you know, or whatever it may be. Uh, I have another, I have a, we spoke last week, um, about this, uh, conservative Christian person that I was on his, uh, podcast and I wrote a little something about it. It probably won't be out until next week. Um, I'm, trying to get it 
published somewhere. So there's a, a short editorial process. Um, but when I was writing about it today, you know, the thing that the, the thing that I was thinking was it's so it's satisfying to just do what, you know, what, what needs to be done or what you think needs to be done. And when, you know, when it's, when it's tough and when things are tight, you're like, you know, but you know, I'm, I'm having a, I'm having a drink right now and talking about like, if, if I, people ask me, what's my right, what's my hobby. And my hobby is really kind of writing, you know, yeah. like I can't say drinking yet. Cause it sounds like I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, like if I have free time, I like to write or, or I like to read. And like, that is all part of, you know, what, what I do. Like I, I texted you earlier um, and this, I hope will segue into your story. I texted you earlier and you didn't respond, which is mm. not like you. And you're like, Oh, I was, I was in an edit and that's where yeah. I was, you know? And I, I, I see all of the things that you, all of the, all of the videos that you make because you like making videos aren't any better um, or worse than the videos that you get paid to make. Like the thing is you're going to make it right. You know, right. and you know, you got a couple good bounces and sometimes people pay you to do it. And that's fucking awesome. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's a, uh, that's an astute observation. Uh, I mean, to, to the point, my one cool thing is I got to film one of my favorite uh, performers, Andy Frasco playing at the starboard. Uh, I, you know, he's a, he's an up and coming musician. Here's a guy who's on the road. You know, talk about loving what you do. He's on the road, you know, 200 plus days uh, and has been for the past 12 or 13 years. Coming up on 15 years, probably since I've since I've met him. But, uh, you know, always has a very positive message, uh, always is very outwardly dealing with his demons actually has a podcast and, and I like truly en enjoy, like he just likes to get stuff out there and it's like real conversation on his podcast about art and, and music and that sort of thing. I was so excited to see him. Uh, and, uh, we went out to dinner beforehand. I would, I wanted to be, uh, you know, nice and loose. And I think I got a little too drunk. I haven't shot. <laughs> I haven't, I haven't shot at night a whole lot, certainly none at all last year and not a whole lot this year. Uh, you know, just a couple bands here and there. And, uh, I don't know. I think it, it, let, let something, something got the best of me. And, uh, as I explained to Tony before the show, you know, like I, I left the night feeling like I had knocked it out of the park with my shooting. Uh, the next morning and the next couple days until I really dove into it, I, I felt like I had really screwed the pooch and not, <laughs> not gotten a whole lot. I mean, honestly, I almost, uh, I almost texted you earlier today to, uh, to just put off the podcast because I was just like in my head about things and, uh, had a couple meetings, had a, had a couple conversations and then got into the edit and, Man, like hitting that flow state of uh, of an edit where like time just stops. I don't hear the dogs, right? Like, you know, and 
and and you can extract something. And it wasn't even my intent to do that. So, you know, the process is often just like kind of combing through through the footage so that I have an idea, letting it rest. This is my process, I guess. Uh, letting it rest so that I can come back to it with kind of like a fresh charge of creativity. And uh, and I and I come through it and then I started putting things together. And the, so often that's like when things just happen and happen quick. And it came together and I'm like, uh, and uh, you know, Natalie is uh, a great resource and a great critic. <laughs> and, and I showed it to her even before I had done all of the things that I'm going to do, which is sometimes dicey. Cause like, yeah, I know this, is, this spot is like this or that spot's like that. Mm-hmm. That's already corrected in my mind. But uh, she's like, this is really good. So <laughs> like, what were you, what were you moping about for the past couple of, for the past couple of days. So now it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, one of the, the exciting things of like, just put, set it down for a second and come through it and, uh, and then, and then put it out there and see, and see what happens. And, uh, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty happy with it. And even if things have to change because of, uh, like copyright stuff that always comes into play, cause it's more of like a music video. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that will be, uh, I think that will be all right. And the, the amazing thing, Tony is like, I've been so, uh, like I said, in my head about this, the real one cool thing is that I felt, I filmed with dogfish over the weekend and spent like two hours with Sam Caggione. And like, I totally forgot to tell you about that. Um, well, you can tell me about it now. So what, what were you shooting up there? Uh, we, uh, they had a, I guess it was a breakthrough beverage. One of the distributors had like a Boston beer day at total wine and spirits in, uh, Claymont, Delaware. And, uh, so like, it's the largest. Yeah. It's uh, right there up, uh, right off of 95. It's a yeah. huge, huge liquor store. And they had, um, you know, they had different uh, booths set up for different products. So there was Oktoberfest from Sam Adams. There was uh, Angry Orchard, Twisted Tea. Uh, and then there was a nice dogfish uh, display and set up. And Sam was there and he was signing pictures or signing like the new pumpkin poster that has just come out mm. and uh, and talking with people. And I mean, I've met the guy a number of times. And I mean, it, it always you know, he, he meets so many people. Um, but talk about somebody who has risen to uh, a level of, of excellence and still maintains of an incredibly approachable and generous, uh, yes. you know, spirit about, uh, about meeting with, with people and like always want, you know, one more picture. Oh, you come in too. Like it's, it's, it's always that. And, uh, and uh, yeah, and then so that was you know that was a pretty that was a pretty fun time also. I said this back when they merged, but I think that's one of the reasons that he and Jim Coke get along so well mm-hmm. is that they do have this this kind of energy about them. Like when they when they go out to be in public, they're aware that they have a persona and they cultivate it and they live up to it. And not not putting on a, a show. Right. But like I'm an up guy. And if I don't feel like being up, well, that's too bad. I'm an up guy and I'm yep. in public, you know, yep. that's my and, brand. Yeah, yep. that's that's and and taking it seriously, mm-hmm. you know. 
Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm sure like tomorrow it's like Sam Caligione punches some kid in the face. <laughs> but uh, it will age like uh, me interviewing the guy from Robin Hood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Hopefully not. Certainly not. Um, so, yes, that that is uh, you caught me off guard. I thought you were going to say more. Um, I do have as we're as we're that kind of coming up to the end, but I've decided that I'm going to write a movie review. And I'm going to preview it for you here um, because I tried to watch Annette. And you're is, this looking, a new, is this a new movie or is it this is a, a new movie? I believe it's either an Amazon or a Netflix movie. Okay. And it stars Adam Driver and Mary, Marion Cotillion, Kit, the, the woman from, uh, from, inception and batman she's in all the christopher nolan movies okay um you would know her if you see her she's i believe french okay and i didn't i didn't get very far (laughs) and on paper it was a movie i should have liked what it is is an opera uh um an opera uh, is one of my favorite things uh and i think I think I just don't like music. (laughs) (laughs) Tony, I'm glad you can finally come clean. I think that if I can understand it, I don't, I don't have the patience for it. Yeah. If they did, for example, a all English version, like a translated version of La Boheme in English, I don't believe I could stand it. Yeah. And that's just this weird thing with me. I, uh, what, what, I don't really like musicals and I keep saying that I say it all the time. Um, And then back before the apocalypse, we would take my mother to Broadway as her Christmas present each year. And we would see a musical and I would come out and I'd be like, that was absolutely fantastic. Um, So the last time I was bitching about musicals, uh, my youngest brother said, I think you just don't like musicals you haven't already seen on Broadway. (laughs) I think (laughs) I don't think you don't like musicals. I just think you don't like television musicals or. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I was. So the, the premise of the of the movie Annette is um, that uh, Adam Driver uh, plays an edgy comedian, you know, who does really, really edgy stuff and offends people. And, you know, he's got this bad boy personality. And Marion Colliotard, I probably should have looked up her name, <laughs> um, plays an opera singer, you know, the most famous opera singer in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are dating. And I'm sure tragedy ensues. The The first song, he's like, I'm going to kill you. You're going to die. You die at the end of everything. You die at the end of everything. So I figure I saved myself two hours and, feel, and it's a tragedy. It's, it's clearly going to be a tragedy. She's going to die and he's going to kill himself. He's going to die. And she because a jealous fan will kill them both. Those two people aren't going to survive this story. Yeah. Now, if she were actually singing in French (laughs) or in pretty much any language that's not English, because that's the only one I speak, I probably would have thought it was a beautiful experience. Yeah. And I probably would have loved every moment of it. It is so strange how... and. I'm not going to get too precious about here, but I wonder if it's because, you know, words are 
words have like an importance to me mm-hmm. and I can't, I can't, I can enjoy poetry. I enjoy lots of poetry, but I can't make the leap to song sometimes if I'm paying attention to the lyrics of a song and somehow the lyrics bother me, then I, I can't like the song anymore, which is mm-hmm. really, really stupid. Um, yeah. Well, I wonder if it is words have an importance to you and um, the, the original or intended, uh, you know, format is, is important too. So it's like, you know, it's like you write an opera, it's, it's in Italian, you know, or you're like, right. <laughs> no, or in French or in German, there or, are, there are dozens, probably hundreds of yeah. American operas. Yeah. And um, so Porgy and Bess is an American opera. Oh, yeah. Um, You know, a song from Porgy and Bess. Did you Do know I? that? No. A uh, summertime and the living is easy is from really as from Porgy and Bess. You and, would go ahead. And, and then it was co-opted by uh, sublime and turned into white boy reggae. <laughs> that is wonderful. I did not know that. <laughs> Um, but if you watched Porgy and Bess, you would absolutely love it. Yeah. I can't get past, you know, I can't get past the slave accents enunciated mm. opera style. Yeah. You know, it just, I don't know if you've heard like the, it's a beautiful song. Summertime is it beautiful. All the songs are beautiful except when they're being sung opera style. Mm. Right. And, and again, again, what the, what's troubling me is, you know, this fear of ever learning another language and not being able to enjoy any of the operas in that language. Cause I enjoy <laughs> operas in all languages. I, I like them in Spanish, I like them in French. I like German operas. I mm-hmm. like Italian operas. You know, I don't like English operas. Yeah. Or musicals, apparently. It's funny. I do like musicals. I do like. You might very well. Cause this, so this is, it's, it's, this isn't a movie that people are going to come down on the fence about. Yeah. It's good. Uh, okay. Annette, yeah, it's it's if you're in and and I was I wanted to be in. I so desperately wanted to be in because I I liked the premise mm-hmm. and I liked uh, I, his opening song. Well, no, the opening is the opening is confusing. So you, you like you have to make it through the first ten minutes, right? Um, because you don't know what happens. It looks like a music video. It's just you know, there's this guy, uh, this this imposing, you know record producer guy and he's recording someone on the drums and he goes, let us begin. And then the song is about, okay, we're going to start the movie now. And here's what's going to happen in the movie. I mean, it's an overture. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, And then they're walking in the street and then cast members continue to join them. And then you're still like, I don't know what's going on. Right. And then, you know, the two leads join them and they sing their thing. And it's, I mean, there's nothing right. It should, I should have liked it. I just, right. I couldn't, uh, I couldn't hang. How much, well, and, and new stuff is, I think, sometimes difficult because you there's, for me at least, like musical theater definitely has a nostalgia. And like, I remember when I saw West Side Story for the first time. And so that was like, a, like, and because I was about to say that like, oh, it should be performed, you know, and, and not in, in mo- uh, not as a movie, but like, that was, I rem- that was like a really pivotal time in my life and like i was part of the theater kids and and watching that movie was was awesome and uh 
I mean, so much that like a couple or last summer, the a couple of off Broadway uh, singers were at the Freeman stage and they had at one time or another played it, uh, a couple of the character or played characters in West Side Story. And they said well, they were singing a song. I'm like filming and, you know, and like they were just singing Frozen, which is, you know, perfectly fine. But they're singing you know, I once met a girl named Maria and I'm like tearing up, Yeah, you know, like just at the, just at the, you know, the, the song and they were like no performance, no anything, just them sit on stage singing. Um, I don't know where I'm going with this other than I like to cry to West side story. But. Yes. Well, I, I can. So I, I think everyone should give Annette a shot. I think you should give it a half an hour if at half an hour you're not on board, you're not going to be on board. You, you can take the Tony out. Yes. But if you're on board, you're not going to notice it gets to half an hour. I'm sure you're going to get through the whole thing and find it a transformative experience. Yeah. I just, I was just so surprised because I wanted to like it in the weirder it got, the happier I was. And then I just had to check out after a while. It was, <laughs> it was too much. Um, if you do try it and for some reason you don't make it, or even if you do make it, um, I want you to guess where I checked out because I think you'll know. Uh, that's fun. Okay, <laughs> I like that. Hey, Natalie. Natalie has a girls' night. Maybe I'll maybe I'll put it on. You know. <laughs> no, it's watch what, something. You're oh, all right. So if if she has a girls' night and you have not seen it or have not seen it recently, one of the streaming services, either Amazon or Netflix, has Midnight Run um, for ooh, free. Ooh, and. Uh, you know the movie I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, for the listeners, it stars Robert De Niro and Charles Grodin, and the movie holds up so well. Really? I was, it was, I mean, Charles Grodin just like you can just watch him uh-huh. reacting off screen while other people are doing things, and it's he, it's funny. He's just yeah. a funny, funny guy. Yeah. Um. Uh. It's funny you mentioned Christopher Nolan too. Yeah. And uh. I've not seen Tenet. You still uh, have to pay to see that, right? Uh, I think he's. I think he still do. Are you gonna? Are you? Pa- are you passing on on that? On that for the? I I don't rent movies. I I, I buy them or I wait for them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Renting movies because you know it's like you can rent it for twelve ninety five and you can own it for nineteen ninety five and I'm right. like, like I, for instance, I broke down finally when it was super super hot and bought Mad Max Fury Road. Oh, nice. You know, and I've watched it just I maybe twice. Yeah. You know, but I wanted to see it. And so I had this with Tenet. I'm like, how many times have you what you can't even remember you have it most of the time. <laughs> you know, so uh yeah. I don't I don't know if Tenet's it, tell me if it's good enough to buy, but I don't uh Well, I'm either gonna watch that or or uh Annette. <laughs> oh <laughs> no, if you're willing to buy Tenet, then watch it because then you can tell me whether I should buy it or whether I should wait for it to stream. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, it's it's worth mentioning. There's a great podcast I've been listening to uh, uh, that is called, oh crap, what's it called? Sarah Marshall is one of the people on it. It used to be called You Are Dad. Mm-hmm. And, it, and basically it's, uh, they, she is writing a book on the satanic panic and has another podcast about like the, you know, moral, what's it called? Moral outrage. Mm-hmm. Moral panic, um, you know, different different stories about that. But then she has a she has a podcast about movies, and they talk about Christopher Nolan and The Dark Knight. I'm going to recommend that to everybody who's listening. 
and I'm going to send you the link so that you can put it in the show notes so that it's just there and I don't have to remember, take up any more time. <laughs> all right. And speaking of taking up more time, we are all done here. So uh, mm. I got nothing else anyway. How about you? I got nothing. All right. And well, until next time, remember at the beach, it's happy hour whenever you say it is. Day Drinking on Delmarva with Todd DeHart and Tony Russo is produced weekly, mostly by dumb luck. You can join them Wednesday afternoons or find them online at daydrinkingondelmarva.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll check back in with you next week.